Bros for me, how's it hanging, how's it happening? You guys notice this is Kevin from the Card Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion Systems, the best in custom computing, whether it comes to custom computers for gaming, creative, music, literally anything you might need, streaming even, because that's what Ryan Kirby uses for Fit for a King uses dark fusion systems so go script to the podcast and you can get a hundred dollars off your entire build using the code cp pod at any point in time throughout your build or at checkout you'll get a hundred dollars off so go and check that out oh yeah they also got a new keyboard out too so go check it out now it's time for feature presentation every year i get to bring this guy on the podcast and it's one of the best ones of the year it's tom kylie from patient 67 we go back through what 2023 was like for them get an understanding of what all happened with them trying to cover the u.s last year so you get an understanding of the struggles that some of the bands go through still the positivity that radiates from page six seven and we get some questions from the page six seven street team the massive community online that are answered for you directly right here so are you guys ready for another great episode <laughs> let's go yeah well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Core Progression Podcast. You guys all know I love to bring the internet's favorite metalcore band to the podcast whenever I can. It's starting to become a yearly tradition, and right at the beginning of the new year, we are already going at it once again. I know you have seen this band online, whether it's through any crazy meme they post, whether it's through a bunch of crazy shorts that are always hysterical to watch, whether it's one of the many, many, many bassists for the band talking about them, or anything in between. And this band continues to grow every single day because of their commitment, not only to creating one of the best metal communities online that I've ever seen, but are also starting to get some recognition for their work as well across the industry. And they're just going to keep growing and getting better. We've got more new tours throughout the year, it looks like. We've got new song, new music coming out at the end of the month. So we got a lot to talk about, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So please welcome back Mr. Tom Kylie from Patience Accepted. So Tom, welcome back, man. Evan, thank you so, so much for having me, dude. Like, thank you for the amazing introduction. It's so good to be here. And um, I'm loving that you said yearly tradition because I feel like that's my favorite sort of, that's my favorite sort of thing. You know, we sort of caught up a few times now. I always love coming on the podcast. And yeah, like you said, what a great way to start 2024. It's, it's really exciting. So happy to be here, man. Oh, happy to have you. There's a couple of bands now I've had like the yearly tradition for. Of, like, I got to bring them on every year, try and make it happen because the conversations are always so much fun. There's always so much to go on there. And you definitely have added in there to it. So one of my favorite things also to do for these yearly ones too is when I start out is, Alrighty, we just went through a whole entire year where you guys absolutely continue to grow. A lot has happened. So can you give me like the 2023 rundown that was Patient 67? Because I know there were some ups, there may have been some downs, but overall compared to where I remember when I talked to you last time to this time, the band continues to grow every single year. So for everyone that's out there, it's like, you know, maybe we know Patient 67, maybe we don't. Let's get the rundown from what happened for you guys last year. For sure. So yeah, like for anyone who, who hasn't heard of us, um, Cool. Welcome. Um, we're a band. We're a band from Perth, Australia. So yeah, if you if you're noticing my weird accent, that's why Australian accent. Um, yeah, 2023 was definitely a crazy year. Um, for us, we obviously put out our album in 2022, Wishful Thinking, and we toured off the back of that. And then 2023 was really just kind of like a bit of a reset for us, putting out some singles, um, doing another sort of a bit of touring. We did a show, a couple of shows in New Zealand and another Australian run, which was absolutely amazing. Um, We spoke a little bit about on the podcast last time, there was obviously the the invitation for us to go and and play shows in the States. We learned the harsh realities of, of being a, uh, 
a, a smaller sort of quote unquote band um, in the way of our in the way of our visa process. So that was a you know that was a tough sort of thing to go through. We were really looking forward to coming to the states, but then you sort of look at what happened at the show we were meant to play, and it's kind of it, it sort of you know evens out from there, I guess. But yeah, like you sort of like we spoke about before we jumped on the call, Kev. Definitely some highs in the way of releasing new music, connecting with more people, just really enjoying you know being you know in the community. But obviously, yeah, the the downsides around sort of fighting through restrictions around touring and just trying to you know continue to to, to sort of grind and um. Really happy it's a new year, you know, fresh start and hopefully fresh opportunities as well. So I'm hoping for a fresh start and fresh opportunities for you guys because I was looking forward to seeing you in 2023 and that that show that you're supposed to play at that that certain festival where things did not go so well. Tom, I was there. I was oh, there for the whole entire I was I, there. Yeah, I was there for the oh, whole entire thing. And funny enough, the only wow. day the only day that actually happened where the whole entire day happened, I believe was the day you guys were actually supposed to play. Correct. Correct. So I was, I was like, of course, the one day that actually goes off without a hitch or somewhat without off without a hitch is the day that Pitchcom was supposed to play. And there was like, I had a list of like four or five bands. Like, I have to see them at this show. Four of the five of them were supposed to play on Friday. So I got to see three of the five of them because unfortunately, because of visa issues, you guys weren't there. But I'm still hoping at some point, either this year or next year, as the band continues to grow, that those visa issues end up getting resolved so we can see you over here in the States. Because I know there's a lot of people that also want to see you come back over or finally come over here as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it was it was such an interesting, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, we got we were lucky enough, thanks to like you sort of alluded to before, Kevin, people like yourself who were helping us push our name out there and get an opportunity to play you know, the Blue Ridge Festival and, you know, it was such an amazing, like, invitation to get. And we were really keen and we were just sort of hoping it would all work out. But at a certain point, you know, getting into America is really hard, it turns out. Uh, getting to America from another country to work is very difficult. And the requirements for a, for a band to make that trip, we hadn't quite... Uh, it's kind of like applying for a job without enough experience. And um, we, we did everything in our power, but unfortunately it just got to a point where we weren't able to tick enough boxes. So it wasn't through lack of trying. It wasn't through lack of desire or, or want. It was just that red tape that sort of uh, comes up with that sort of thing. But, you know, we do hold high hopes that in the future it can, it can be something that happens. We definitely want that. You know, we want the opportunity. We know how many people in the States we've been lucky enough to befriend and to play shows there would be a dream come true. But in the meantime, it's like, you know, there's no point getting down about it. You just got to work on what you can and hopefully the rest will sort of take care of itself. Now I'm going to ask you this just because I'm very curious about this and it's, it's more based on trying to get a more of expanded idea of like what's all going on because like you said it's very difficult for bands to go and over and travel and work in the united states i mean from up like from countries like canada might not be as hard just based on the close proximity but if you're coming from places like europe australia japan it might be a lot harder so just so we have an idea especially as fans just some of the things you guys have to go through especially from this red tape standpoint what were some of those things that you guys had to try and get through in order to come over to the u.s to try you know, and get those visas it it's it's challenging because the first part of it is obviously getting the the application together and making sure that you have um, the money. You know, we 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 was we were going through a, a lawyer who deals with acquiring visas. They like perform. I think they're called P one visas, and they're like given to bands who are coming across to perform or, or groups like any sort of entertainers that are going and 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 making um, a living in i.e. getting paid right. So for us, the biggest holdup was. We weren't able to show that we'd had enough experience playing big festivals, 
big tours, big lineups, because ultimately Blue Ridge would have been our first festival, which is which is crazy to say, right? But that's that's the truth. And because we had COVID, there wasn't obviously a lot of touring happening. You factor in the 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 location of our band, which is Perth. And for anyone who doesn't know, you know, you can open a map and look at Australia, Western Australia is so far away. So touring regularly through the year, racking up those shows, racking up those supports. It's very difficult to do, you know, um, year in, year out when you're not like a huge, huge band. Right. So we just didn't quite have enough experience of festivals. They wanted evidence of high paying like performances and gigs and truthfully, like in a band in our position, not quite making, you know, the sort of, you know, draw dropping, um, you know, sort of income. And that's okay. And truthfully, there's there's probably different ways. And I'm sure that the bands that do make it work successfully have like a lot more contacts within the US that help facilitate that for them. I'm guessing if you're on a label or have management based in the States, there's a lot more levers you can pull. We were sort of limited in the resources we had. We had some amazing support from our from our manager and from the the lawyer that we did liaise with, but we didn't have enough on the other side. We didn't have enough sort of backing to really get there when the push came to shove. Um, but yeah, essentially to sum it up, it was just around proving that you've had the experience and also having like letters from industry professionals backing your band. Like it's just, it was a lot of paperwork that it just wasn't quite, we didn't quite have enough at this stage. We don't, we'd only done a couple of tours, you know, that's the truth. And um, that's unfortunately where it sort of came unstuck. But looking at the full picture and the full process with the money it would have cost to come over and the exchange rate and all of the different stuff I've spoken about before, it might've been the best thing to sort of wait because while it would have been a great opportunity, I think it would have been really hard for our band to go over there. Even if we did play the Friday at Blue Ridge because of the costs around the touring and um, everything that would have gone into that. So um, we might, we might in the long run, we might've been better off. That's my very honest answer. Oh man, I'm, I'm loving the honesty behind that because from our standpoint as fans, now we get to have an understanding of not only like what happened with the whole entire visa issue, but get an understanding of why. So not only for your band, but for all these other bands we want to see come over to the US, why at times it seems like it's never going to, it's not happening or it might never happen. And again, the fact that you guys still were able to get a lot of support, you know, from fans, you guys had that festival support from the Blue Ridge people due to the fact they wanted you out there. But you, if you have like a label over here that's based in the U.S. that's going to be sending like basically those letters of recommendation. Oh, now exactly. You, now you yeah. have you have like something that has that like stronger. I'm gonna say stronger monetary backing over here that allows you. That's gonna have more of that sway because now these like these labels can help make sure that you guys aren't gonna go completely broke off of this at a certain standpoint. That's maybe kind of what they were trying to prevent was just you guys spending so much money on this and hopefully maybe not losing as much as possible. So in the end, it might've been, you know, sort of a blessing in a way, just to make sure you guys weren't completely drained trying to get out to a festival and, you know, on the Eastern part of the United States. And as many of us hoped, as you guys made your way back over to the West coast and fly home, you guys are going to play some shows every here and yeah. there just so that we could actually see you, especially if people aren't going out to the festival due to the fact that if I got to see you play twice, I was going to be super duper exact <laughs> about it. But of course we all know that wasn't in the cards. But it allows you to get another understanding of now you know what you guys have to do in order to get over to the U.S. or get over to other countries yeah. as well. How to get those visas. What are the certain boxes you have to tick? And as fans, 
We have an understanding of that, and especially with all the Page 6-7 fans, all the bases and everything. You guys have such a feverish fan base that is so loyal to you guys based on the positivity that you bring them. Now, we all have an idea of what has to be done, and we get ideas of how can we help make this happen? How can we help continue to grow the band with you guys so that when it comes time for you guys to try again, we can ensure its success instead of just hoping for the best? It's really, it's really well said, Kevin, and I think that's exactly right. Like the only reason we had the opportunity to begin with was because of the amazing people that support us. I mean, you, you've seen like people who are willing to put their hand up and and say, "I really like this band. They should get this opportunity." And you know, I wish that factored into the visa process. I wish there was like a uh, like I don't know, like a compassionate band visa where it's like, you know, like look at the support. But that that was what was so special that's what made the process special for me is seeing that support and when we had to sort of pull the plug on it i was we were all heartbroken like it was a rough few weeks i struggled so much when when i sort of saw the writing on the wall so to speak and i was like my god like, i'm gonna let so many people down i'm gonna let the band down like i'm letting blue ridge down at the time and it was very like you know it was just it was just a sad moment for me and the guys and we were just like look and and the lawyer, the our advisors, the uh, sound official, the lawyer we've been put in touch with said you can still apply, but you're not going to get accepted, and it's still costly to apply for the visa. The, the application process is not free, it includes like legal fees. So that she was like, I highly recommend you don't do this yet because of X, Y, and Z. So we got legal guidance on it. it wasn't just like we were sort of, how do you say, like winging it, so to mm -hmm. speak. But it's just with stuff like this, it's it's probably the hardest visa to get for a band like us. I think if we were to approach a place like Europe or um, even Canada, apparently Canada is still tricky too. I'm having friends in other bands who've had issues um, doing go, going to those visas, that visa process. But yeah, truthfully, that's everything. And I wanted to be honest with people about it. No, no, no bullshit around it. Like this is the truth, right? And um, it's the same coming here. Like we've had bands pull out, even though you're getting a visa here is, is significantly easier than going the other way. Several bands have had to cancel tours because of visa issues um, and and limited accessibility to visas. So, yeah, I think post COVID, it's just a different world in that space, and we're all we're all adjusting to it. Um, so, I think Architects had to cancel a US run. Yeah, um, I don't know if it was last year or twenty twenty two. I think it was twenty twenty two. It was twenty twenty two. Northline had to cancel their US run because they couldn't get a, like an appointment with the um, like the uh, offices um, and. I think it was uh, Nothing Nowhere. I, 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 it might have been Nothing Nowhere. There was a band who came that pulled out like two weeks before because of visa issues. So we might see more of it. Um, hopefully there's better support provided in the future for, for bands who are wanting to make these trips because it feels like there's a lot of hoops to jump through. I'm, I hope that at a time, over time, you know, those hoops that people have to jump through, you know, the red tape, of course, it's always going to be there, especially with a big government bureaucracy that gets put yeah. in there. But I hope that some of it gets, you know, cut down over time because it's going to be harder and harder for newer bands and bands that are really starting to grow and find their footing and start to gain a foothold in the industry to get over to these other places. And then when it comes to touring, when it comes to making money off that, if you can make money off that, it's going to be less and less likely to happen. So we're just going to see the same bands over and the acts. And that's only not only for rock and metal, but for any genre of music that's out there, we're going to see the same bands over and over again touring. And we're not going to see anything new coming through. So when it comes to trying to find any sort of new, you know, music and experience it live, 
it's going to become harder and harder to do that if we can't break through that red tape. And you guys being honest about the whole entire process, I still remember when the post went out. Of course, as fans, especially us here in the U.S. that were playing on senior guys, were we disappointed? Absolutely. But we were not disappointed in you guys. We were not disappointed in page six, seven. We were disappointed in the situation and the process because I still remember seeing that post and seeing all the support in the comments that came through. If there was some sort of piece of that application process that they could see the band, like social media pages around, not only what you guys have done for yourselves, but also the street team pages with all the basis in there. Man, I'm pretty sure they would have just been like, this has to happen because of the amount of support that's there anytime you guys make a post, whether it's positive, whether it's maybe like, hey, we got an update for you. It might not be the best update, but people flood in there with positivity because of what you guys bring. And that's a major reason why a lot of people, I believe, whenever something comes up, why they continue to talk about the band, because when they think Patient 67, there's this emotional connection to positivity that happens. I think it's 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 really well said, mate. And that that surprised me a lot. The when we put the post up, people were so understanding. I think like it's it, you know I don't want to say I expected the worst, but like I said, I felt very disappointed. Like knowing that there was nothing that I could do about it, but it's still like man, like I wanted to be there with you guys. I wanted to be like out, you know, like hanging out with everyone, and, and we all wanted to play that show. And um, I considered going. If this is where it would have been really funny because I, I had my flights booked already. I think I was the only one who'd bought them at that point. I got them on a sale and I was like, I'm I, I'm going to buy them here and now. And I didn't have refunds on it. So I ended up going over to the States um, with my wife and we sort of ummed and out on Blue Ridge and we were like, we should go. And then I was like, I could go, but I know that A, this is before everything happened there, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I could, I would feel like I wouldn't be able to feel got, feel right. Like I want to be there and play. I want to be there and be on the stage with the boys, you know, and playing the show. And I was like, also, it's very out of the way. Even once I got to the to LA, I was like, holy shit, this place <laughs> is like another plane right away and drives. I was like, bro, like it's it's a bit out of the way, but but I, it did cross my mind. But when when we get to the states as a band, I want to I want to play the shows and see everyone and have the chance to like hug and just be like really thankful to everyone who's helped us get to that point. Um, and you know, a new new opportunities open, Kevin. I think you've just got to be positive, and that's one thing that process has taught me. You have to you have to keep you have to keep the positive mindset with stuff like that because there's just setbacks that happen, um, and it's just part of the journey, you know. It is just part of the journey. It would have been cool to see you just show up there. Not going to lie, because if I would have seen you there in front of everyone and other people, too, if we would have had that holy shit moment. Here is Tom. Like, even though yeah. they're not being able to play, like, they actually, we still get to see Tom here. We still get to hang out with them. But, of course, everything that happened with the festival, yeah, it was probably for the best that you didn't make that trip out there. Because I drove from here where I live. I drove out there. It took me 13 and a half hours to drive out there. And... Yeah, taking a look back at it, there were there were like there was that Friday. It still was a fun day. I got to see a good number of bands, but that Thursday when the first time when everything went to shit, um, it prevented me from seeing my favorite band of all time. So I've always got a little gripe there. And then everything <laughs> happened after that. Oh dear God! But yeah, n- now you what, went through it. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely went through it. So of course, you know we now know the visa issues when it comes to touring from Australia, trying to get over to the U.S. It does seem like at times it is easier to go over to Europe, maybe because more of an established identity in terms of the music scene as Australia sees it, as the government sees it. So if you guys are going to try and tour internationally again, are you guys going to potentially try and start with Europe then? I think it's more realistic, if I'm being honest about it, because I just think it's a, I think there's just less 
like I said, sort of red tape around the visa process. Um, so I think I think that would be the go. But again, it's the it would be making sure we're in the best position to do it. Um, our dollar is so weak. That's something that I haven't I, I have spoken about, but like it just every it everything is more expensive over there as it is for you guys, right? Imagine you know what it's like with a with a weak Australian dollar. So. We just couldn't. We didn't want to put ourselves in like crippling financial like loss over it. It's it's not worth it because if we can't put music out when we get back, then what's the point? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. I, I've far from given up on it. I've just got to believe that another opportunity will come in the future. And um, in the meantime, like I feel like the beautiful thing about the internet is that we can still share, you know, with everyone and share our journey with everyone, you know, virtually as we go through. Well, the fact that you guys continue to do that, whether it's through all these different videos that you guys make and put out there, anytime I've seen, you know, you in a uh, corporate setting as the metalhead, and I just look at that, I'm like, <laughs> that is actually me when it comes to this stuff. I, it's, yeah. I, I get on calls and whatnot, and it's just everyone's wearing, you know, just the button ups and have their hair nice. I will literally go on there and I'll wear my We Came As Rowan shirts. And it's just like, well, this is, uh, yep, this is me. And you Amazing. can see, you can see the fact of the back. There's a lot of music stuff back here. So when I get on camera, it's like, yeah, the, Kevin's definitely not the normal. But it, it it kind of stems from that. Where I always smile at stuff like that. I'm able to connect that. There's other videos guys always put out there that people are able to connect with, get that positivity from, and have a blast with it. And it's that continued ability to connect with fans like that through not only new music that you guys put out, whether it's from uh, Mare's Nest back in October, whether it's your cover Little Drummer Boy before Christmas, just all the stuff, especially just looking at the past year, all that kind of stuff, just putting that together, seeing how people can listen to it, connect with it, and just really expand on it, allows everybody to really get behind the band continually more and more, and allows more people to get behind the band. I still remember a post, I can't remember if it was on Reddit or anything, it was, it might have been on Reddit, and it was like best in the metalcore subreddit, like best like fan groups to be a part of. And someone like posted that, of course, patient 67. And I'll never forget. It was so is this like an actual thing. Cause I've seen the band post online, a bunch of stuff. And it was like, I see the response. There's like three of them. And it was basis number something. Yes. <sighs> and it was just constantly going about how everything that people were saying about the band in the positive sense was absolutely true. And I'm just looking there thinking you guys are having a major impact on so many people for such a positive where, I mean, it's it's only a matter of time where that positivity turns into the absolute greatest thing and people just absolutely get behind it, especially in a world where we're constantly inundated with crisis and negative emotions. You know, you guys are the bright spot in probably many people's days every time you post something. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Um, Thank you, Kevin. I think the biggest thing is just wanting to have that, like I said, like not really being... uh not being scared to sort of be vulnerable and with that comes like the good and the bad. Like I don't mind if we post like the odd thing that's seen as a bit cringy or like post things that people might, you know, I love making people smile as well. We all do. We're all pretty goofy guys like around each other. Most of the time we want that personality to sort of shine through and stuff that we share with people. And obviously, like you said, like it might be updates around like mental health and stuff like that as well. So and I think the whole basis thing in the whole community is just giving people a place where they can, yeah, just be themselves. It's not anything like there's nothing. I mean, the basis thing is gimmicky because it's like it's unique and it's like such a played out joke that we just love. And it's just it keeps growing more and more. But the whole point of that is actually to give people a sense of identity around themselves and connect it 
you know, to the community that we have because it's easier just to go in a fan group and talk about your favorite albums and stuff. Like that's great. And we do that. That's there's obviously a huge part for that. But the basis thing is the thing that just connects everyone and just makes it that little bit more like you're in this community. We value you. We care for each other. And like, if you're going through some shit, like we can talk about it. And that's, that's important. You know, um, I'm really proud of it, but, and it's not, I can't take credit for that. That's something that's happened because of the people who, who have shown an interest in our music and put themselves out there, you know, who have been willing to say, Hey, like, I'm going to introduce myself. I'm going to talk, you know, and people have forged friendships. I saw on the group that there's a couple that like got together because of the group, like in, I think they lived in the same state. Now they're together and they posted for, I was like, that is amazing. Like, that's the sort of thing that like, like I have a lot of, like, I'm just so proud because that's because of the people who, um, who give our band the time, you know, we're not selling that. We're not telling people to do that. That's just, that's just the sort of people that do exist. And they, I think the content we post lends itself to people being like, Oh, that's funny. Like, or people who don't take themselves too seriously, but also are happy to be, you know, open and vulnerable about how they're feeling and what they're going through. I, I mean, it is absolutely incredible to hear stuff like that, especially the fact that a couple was able to get together based on the fact that they enjoy the band, love the band and we're connecting through just, just those pages. It, it still blows my wow. mind. But the main piece about it is especially definitely have some pride and it definitely, you know, have some fact of, you know, we created this because without your guys' music, but also without your commitment to just making sure people are concentrating on their mental health, always having those conversations open, always having that alluded to in your music as well, trying to bring that to light, trying to get people on more of that positive train of thought because, yeah, life at times does suck. There's a lot of things that are working against us, especially if you've been alive over the past four to five years. You have seen that completely. But it's always having that place where, especially as us fans, we can go to you guys, we can go to your pages, and we can have moments where we can, you know, not take ourselves too seriously. We can have fun with the music we love. We can have fun around it. We can actually enjoy it. We don't have to take life so seriously, but we can also have this place where we feel comfortable, not only opening up to other people about what's going on, but knowing we're going to have some sort of support behind that as well. That's something that people don't really ever have. And the fact that you guys have created something like that and your commitment to consistently supporting that uh, not only through the content you make, but the responding to comments that you guys do. That is truly something that is absolutely special. And from the first time I had you on the podcast, even till now and continue on, it's it always continues to grow every time I look at it. Like like the like the street team group has 21,000 people in it. 21,000. What what other bands can say they have stuff like that if they're not if they don't have massive industry backing? Like yeah, you guys yeah, created yeah. something yeah. that was then still is this massive behemoth, which especially at the end of the year in 2023, as I saw with some award stuff, were, was finally getting some recognition as like the best fan community to be a part of, which is absolutely deserved. That was probably my favorite. I didn't mention it at the start, but that was one of my favorite moments of the year because like, and like people were, that they the people in the group that we have gotten close with over the last few years, they like, they deserve it. Like they're the ones who are, and again, like we have the music as kind of like the bedrock of it. Like people, we want to express ourselves through our music. We want to share, you know, our music and the music that that everyone loves. Like we all have like playlists and like, oh, what are you listening to? Like that's all awesome because people discover new bands and stuff, right? But 
it's the day to day. Like if someone's going through something, they put a post up and people can, you know, help them through it or they share something great. It's not just a, it's not just like a therapy group. It's not like that. But it's also like the great things that happen. Hey, like I killed my exam today. Or I got a new job or look at what, like my, you know, my child has, you know, uh, started their first, like there's just all sorts of things in there, right? Good, bad. It's just like, like I said, it's bitter everything. And it just feels like a community where people can just be who they want to be. And social media, Facebook, any of those websites, they can have their their good things. They can always have their bad things. So it's nice to have a place where people can just, yeah, like I said, be themselves. And um, I think that's what, what makes it cool. And when that award came up for best mental health community, I was like, oh man, I need the street team to win this because like, like you said, yeah, aside aside from like maybe like the biggest bands i feel like it is a very like active and lively community which which is really something that like i'm really proud of yeah sorry to ramble on that but it does mean a lot to me and it it, it means a lot to me that people like spend their time there yeah yeah i think it means a lot to the fans as well and we wouldn't be there if it wasn't a place where we could go and have those positive interactions all, like almost all the time Again, and it could come from the fact that you might be downtrodden, that just things aren't going well. You can post there and people are going to help support you and pick you up. Or when you have those massive wins and people post about them, there's everyone's like they're gassing people up like, yeah, man, you did it. Let's go. Just having a, a blast. But I actually did something with the fan group. I know I alluded to it to you earlier, but I posted on the street team group. I'm like, hey, I'll be talking with Tom from page 67 and I want to have people involved in this as well, especially because of how strong your fingers, is, how strong the basis are. So I asked people to submit some questions and they did not disappoint. I've got about, let's see, one. I have five questions here for you from fan questions. So we're just going to go through them and we're going to hope for the best. You ready? I'm ready. It sounds great. Alrighty, and I'm going to shout out these people as well because you guys asked the questions. I want to make sure you get the recognition form. If I do mention your name and I mispronounce it, please feel free to roast me in the comments of this episode. <laughs> or if this is on the Street Team page, please feel free to roast me in the comments there. First one is from, I believe, Livy Kickery said, who would be a bucket list artist for you to collaborate with? And now I got to expand on that and why. It's a great question. Um, I think... Like if I had to pick someone who's genuinely on my bucket list, it would be uh, Ollie from Grimming the Horizon. I know that's like not a controversial answer, but he's someone who was one of the first frontmen of, of a heavy band that I listened to. Um, and he's obviously very, what their band does is constantly innovative. So not just from like a, oh, like it would be cool because I like his band. It's just they're always doing different things. So just from like a musician standpoint to be in the same room or like, you know, to bounce back and forth with ideas, it would just be so cool to get a bit of an insight into that writing process. So that's that's definitely one of my um, one of my top answers. Um, I'd also love to say I'm a huge fan of um, NF, who's one of my favorite hip-hop artists. I speak about him a lot as well, but just in terms of his style is so raw, it's so from the heart, so I know metal and sort of hip hop do have that sort of unique crossover. Um, but in my head, that sounds like a really, that would be a bucket list artist as well, for sure. NF and Ali Sykes. I mean, if you've seen what's going on literally right when, like the day was where we're recording this episode, of course, when it comes out, Bring Me the Horizon is currently on tour throughout Europe with Bad Omens and or they're bringing Bad Omens out with them. And they're having Noah come out and do it. I think it's Antivist at least like once a night or something. So you're seeing some more of that, like just what happens when, all this crazy stuff goes on how great some of these collaborations can be we're constantly seeing bring me the horizon do more collaborations as well with that experimental style so 
you're absolutely right. It's if you got to collaborate with Ollie on something, who knows exactly what would come out of it due to the innovation that would happen. Having NF as a collaborator, though, that would be something because we have seen successful times with hip hop and metal crossing over. I've seen a little bit more of it even now as well. I'd like to see what you guys would put together for something like that, if it's possible. Not actually, no, no. Not if it's possible, when it's going to happen. I, and I, I just have to say as a quick sidebar, I think I don't think I've ever told this story, but I might as well because you, you segued into the, the Bad Omens um, piece of it. Back like when I was 20, uh, back in like 2016 or 17, I want to say, like when I was really at the crossroads with my music, like I really did not know. Like I'd sort of started patient and I wasn't really sure if I wanted to keep doing it anymore. I just felt like maybe I'd burnt out, like I'd had enough and just... I was not really getting traction in the local scene or anything, all the usual stuff that bands go through. And I was like, man, like I remember saying at the time, I'm, I just, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, I really thought about stopping. And then I remember really being really, really enamored with Bad Omens and their debut album. And that first record was like really special to me when it came out because I was constantly listening to it. I was like, this album is just like hitting all the right spots. And I remember, I remember reaching out to Noah back back then and just asking him like I think they just they weren't too far off signing with Sumerian and releasing the album and they're on tour with like a bunch of awesome bands at the time and I was like man like your music is just like so important to me man I just wanted to say thank you and he ended up like responding and we were just chatting for like a while about like um you know my struggles I was like struggling a bit with like my drinking at the time and like my feelings around doing music and he was speaking about his what he was going through with his band and his feelings and like when he took that time to talk to me about that, it's sort of just, I don't know if I'd still be doing patient without that conversation because I think it gave me like a, it, for, for one, it showed me how powerful it could be when like someone takes a little bit of time out of their day to like talk with someone and show them, you know, and this guy's like a really successful band killing it. And he still found like, you know, time to like chat with like me, a stranger about, you know, his experience, what he was going through, but also a musician to another like very struggling at the time musician, you know, lending an olive branch and giving me some like advice and support. And I, I genuinely believe like it wasn't for that conversation that I just needed something. I just needed a spark. And then from there it was like, cool. Like, you know, the power of music is so fucking real. And then we started recording four walls. So yeah, that's fun. Fun story for you. That, that is a fun story, especially how it kind of corroborates with everything that's going on in music in the world today. But also just kind of thinking about that, just the fact that, you know, Noah was able to reach out, like you reach out, no, he was able to reach back out, have these conversations and have this connection, not only between someone who is in a band and someone that's, you know, aspiring to be at that Sparring. time at that point, but just the positive of that reaction and the positive of that interaction it kind of is an inspiration to point because of what you guys are doing currently, of course, with, the, with your fans, having that exact same concept That's all exactly over right. the place. Like that, like I now see the inception point of where this all started and it's how it started where you guys were on the other end. Absolutely. And that's, that's why I think about it like every now and then. And I'm like, yeah, someone who's like, you know, reaching heights and doing this and they can still find time to say, Hey, like I'm, I'm struggling with similar things. Obviously we're all different and going through different things in our lives, but I, I think it shows that music can kind of transcend just being music. It can be, you know, it can be more than that. And obviously people are busy and like, you know, not everyone has time to do that all the time, but it's more about just that, that little thing that can just make a big difference. And it showed me, you know, the power in, um, yeah, the power of like connecting with people through music. It's really awesome. 
Oh, absolutely. Funny enough, one of the next question kind of alludes to the exact same story you just told, but it's going to put you on the other end. And it was from Stacey uh, Meitner, maybe Mittner. I just want to make sure I get that right. If I if I butcher that, I'm sorry, Stacey. You can roast me in the comments. But what advice would you give a newbie starting out in music that you had to learn the hard way? Sure, it's a great question. Shout out to Stacey, one of our awesome uh, basis in the group. Um, if I could give a shout out, uh, sorry, if I could give an advice to, 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 to say to someone starting a band, is that what it was? Uh, to, sorry, a, to, to someone. A newbie, it's that uh, to a newbie starting out in music that you. Oh, mu- mu- yeah, cool, cool. I think probably the thing I would say is like, and most musicians might like think that they have this trait, but then they they don't. They're not as they're not as much as they think that they do. I think it's patience. Like, it's you might not get to where you want to go instantly. I think, especially in 2020, 2024 now, we're obsessed with like, you know, viral, blow up overnight. But the truth of it is, it's like anything, right? Like, you know, just like you've grown your amazing podcast, Kevin, just like our band has like grinded away over the years, just like someone, you know, might go to the gym and they, they, they're they not going to see results mm-hmm. in, you know, it's going to take time, right? So I think it's no different to music. Like if you have something you're passionate about in your heart and, uh, and something you want to pursue, it's okay to like, it's okay to take your time with it. Like figure, figure things out at your own pace. There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs. Um, so the advice that I would give is just to continue to stay the course. Don't, um, don't burn yourself out and don't get obsessed over like numbers and trying to be, you know, instant hits type thing. Like if you love it, that's the most important thing. You just need to go and build from there. Like, you know, I think in our scene, it's common for people to want, you know, success, but we do this because we love it. Like music is a passion, right? So th- that's okay. Like enjoy it, enjoy the journey and just have fun. Like that's the biggest thing, right? Oh, it absolutely is the biggest thing. It's kind of like have have patience in the macro to have patience in the long term because you know things aren't going to just hit right away. You're not going to have this massive spark where you're going to have instant success in the course of a month or two, but have like speed in the micro so that you can that you have the passion, you have the flow to constantly want to improve, constantly do these things, have these, have the energy to keep going forward and trying to build this stuff. Because even for me with the podcast, at the beginning of 2023, I think the YouTube channel had like 600 some subscribers only. And I, I was like, man, I might even break a thousand by the end of the year. By the end of 2023, I had over 4,000. Even wow. my buddy, my buddy BG from local band Smokeout, I, cause I posted about something. He's like, dude, I had like, uh, I took me a long time to blow up from BG standpoint. It took him seven years to just get to like, I think it was like 20,000 subscribers overall on YouTube. And now all of a sudden last year was the year it just kicked in. And now from recording this, he's over 65,000. So it's just, I'm, we're see you're seeing it happen. It takes time to happen though. So I think what you said, have patience with it from a guy in a band called patient 67. It just makes so much sense. It's well said. Uh, it's uh, your your um, take on it is definitely true, Kevin. Like you might have a goal in mind, and yeah, enjoy the process. Don't get too tied up in the you know. If after a year you're like, yeah, of course you can tinker and try new things, but just don't give up. If you want to do it, don't quit on it. Keep going, and the rewards will come because it, you don't have to be. You don't have to be. How do I say? Like you can just enjoy the process of doing something because you love it, and then the results will come from there eventually they will come um and that's that's the coolest thing yeah eventually they will come well i already asked you what art what your bucket list artists to collaborate with would be but we've got michelle murray who asked what band would be your dream come true band to tour with 
Oh gosh, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I think I think being able to tour with like one of my favorite bands growing up, any of those would be a dream. Like maybe like yeah, and asking Alexandria. Like I I was like they were one of the first bands that got me into into metalcore. Um, Attack Attack, I have to say, it's kind of that's kind of funny because their their drummer is our label, um, uh, our distributor is Andrew from Attack Attack. So maybe, maybe, maybe we can tear that up. Um, I might've mentioned it to Andy once or twice. Um, and I think probably, yeah, the Bring Me the Horizon again for sure. Um, you know, we're, we're touring, when we go on tour later this month with Alt, like they're one of my favorite bands at the moment. And another band that, that is on the tour, Bellhaven is a band I've listened to for ages. So that's, it's always cool when you get to tour with bands that you've, you've listened to and been fans of before. Um so yeah, really excited. But yeah, any 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 band I've I've loved listening to over the journey would be a dream come true for me. I'm definitely not picky. Oh, totally understandable. And I mean, when it comes to you two with Alt as well, I, I I know Alt absolutely rips. I'm on the podcast back in June. I I, I sent their album to my buddy who loves this kind of stuff, and he just listened and just fell in love with the band overall. Just like, oh, man, man, why is Australian metal so damn good? And I just said because it is. They know what they're doing down there, man. Every time I bring it up from any band, they're like, yeah, it's just something in the water here. So if you want to make good music, apparently go over to Australia and just start drinking the water. I, I guess it works. But I, there's a tour going on, especially I think it's in uh, in spring here in the United States that, man, I, you guys should be opening this thing. It's a tour with Asking Alexandria, Memphis May Fire, and The Word Alive. Can you imagine you guys opening that whole entire thing? Oh man, that's a brilliant lineup, I have to say. And I did see that they announced um announced that a couple of days ago and I was like, man, like as a fan, like that is just it's the sickest lineup. So if you're gonna go, man, I hope you have a great time. I'm very jealous. <laughs> I gotta find my way there because like the day they're coming by me, it's uh there's something else going on and it's just asking Alexandria only, and I'm much bigger into like Memphis May Fire, so I'm like but what I'm hoping is because there's another tour that's kind of clashing at the same time, I'm going to try and figure this out if it's happening. But it's uh, the Dayseeker tour that's happening at the same time with Polaris and Avoid. I'm like, can we get like a Word Alive, the Word Alive, Avoid, Polaris, and uh, Memphis May Fire just like on a super show around the area or something like in Chicago? Because I'm down for that. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> that sounds killer. Oh, it would, yeah. it would it'd be nuts. I got two more fan questions for you. This next one will come from Mr. Neil Gibson. What artists have inspired you the most? Shout out to Neil. Again, another one of my favorite uh, street teamers um, here in Perth. Um, him and his him and his wife actually designed some stickers that we've been putting into our merch. And I've been meaning to get more because they're some of the coolest stickers ever. They did like big ones, like the 6-7 with bleh underneath it. Rips. Yes. Perfect for any studio car. Um, but to Neil's question, um, I think probably over the journey, the artists who've inspired me the most, like it definitely was early Bad Omens, like, when we were writing four walls. Um, and then I think, yeah, bands are asking Alexandria definitely um, just in terms of Danny's ability to go high, low, and then do some cleans as well. Um, a lot of Memphis may fire. It feels like the bands we were speaking about um, and the word alive telly he's I've listened to the word alive since I was in high school. Like they're one of my favorite bands. And again, his ability to do it all from singing to screaming is really just something to, to behold, to be honest. And, um, you know, I have to say again, like, I listened to a lot of a lot of NF over the last few years. I don't. I'm obviously not a hip hop artist, but his ability to just connect through his lyrics to write shit that's just raw, like from the heart and just honest and just speaks to you. 
that's the energy, you know, that I try and replicate. Obviously, screaming about it and like breakdowns and stuff, it's a different deal. But the concept of just using your like lyrics and your music to to really talk about how you're feeling is is really cool and really powerful. Um, so they'd be some of my favorites. And to add add another one into the mix, um, I've been listening to a lot of um there's a band called Of Virtue. Uh, they're like a newer band. Well, they're not really newer, but they've, they've been blowing up. They've been having their mm-hmm. moment. They're amazing. And obviously, like, you know, I, I haven't written as much since jamming the album a lot, but just to hear other artists that are just, like, to me, sound fresh, coming onto the scene, doing great things with their music, artists inspire me that are going and doing, like, you know, blowing blowing up, doing great things for themselves, and of virtue are one that come to mind where I'm just like, damn, these guys are absolutely sick. Um, and that's inspiring to me just in general, you know? Oh, absolutely. I kind of had a smile when you brought up Of Virtue because they've sort of became another one of those bands where I bring them on every single year. It just happens. And I've yeah, never seen yeah. them live. But from the day we were recording this, I only get to see them live for the first time tomorrow. Like, Oh, amazing. I'm like, that's really? so Let's cool. go do this. Woo! Uh, we have, we may, and, and you have to ask if you see Tyler, we, we were lucky enough to have him on one of our upcoming songs as well. So we've done a little bit of a collaboration on a heavy, heavy song. Sorry, keep an eye out for that. Oh, I know. I'm definitely going to ask Tyler about that tomorrow because I know, I know I'm running. I know I have to talk to Damon for sure because Damon's been the only one that's been on the podcast every time I've done it with a virtue. But I, I, I say Tyler, I'm going to say, hey, so um, you did a song with Patient 67 coming up, didn't you? And he's going to be like, how the hell did you know that? I'm like, I literally talked yeah. to him about this yesterday, man. This is awesome. They're, they're a great band and hopefully in the future I can get them to. Australia, but yeah, they're going, they're going again. Just bands like that that are just killing it, touring, doing like releasing amazing music. Like that's it's sick. I love seeing it. I got one more fan question for you. Ready? This is from Israel Theodore Tesla. Asked what in what has inspired your lyrics and what begins the lyric writing process for you. It's a great question. Um, so for me, I try. I, I, I've sort of alluded to it a bit over the pod, but. I try to write from what's like what I'm sort of feeling. Like even if I have a concept or an idea for a song, I want to write about what I'm going through. I want to write about something that brings out like something that invokes emotion. And it doesn't have to be sad. It doesn't have to be happy. It just has to be something that like makes me feel something. Maybe it's frustration. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's, yeah, like feeling depressed as fuck. Like maybe it's, you know, whatever you're going through and then sort of put pen to paper and really try and translate those feelings. And then from there, I kind of shape the concept like, you know, um, our guitarist Declan as well, who's been writing a lot of the newer stuff, like really heavily with me. He's been giving me a lot of good concepts to work off, just so nothing gets stale. Because I don't want to write the same things over and over again, right? You know, we can fall back on old habits. Um, and I want to tell new stories and tell, you know, new like, you know, unpack new emotions and just do all of that without, you know, keep things sounding fresh. So I'll bounce ideas off him, or bounce ideas off the other boys in the band, and we'll sort of workshop lyrics together if we need to and what inspires me yeah it's just like I said what i'm feeling how i'm how i'm feeling i don't really write too many concepts i don't like you know when i say tell stories i just mean like tell people or tell speak about what i'm feeling and tell a story through that if that makes sense that does make sense because when it comes to lyric writing i've asked other people the same question or in some similar vein and it, that's usually kind of what happens it's, there's got to be some inspiration point that just takes off 
And if you're not taking off at some certain inspiration point, then it's like, okay, you might be writing about just anything willy nilly, who knows what's going to happen. But when all of a sudden you have this moment that just hits you emotionally and you just feel it, then you just go off on it and you write it. And that's where some of the best music comes out, especially some of the best songs I've ever heard in my entire life. That's where the, especially lyrically, those inspirations come from. Just those random moments of that emotion washing over you once again. And you're in that perfect headspace where everything just makes sense. And then the 100%. poetry in those lyrics comes out just overall immaculate. I agree. You're right. It's like a big, it's like, it's like, yeah, you're like painting a picture, like trying to fill, fill in, fill in things and just try and tell, like I said, tell a story around it and bring the listener into that so they can connect with it too. That's, I think the most important part. Um, Cause then if someone else can, my thing has always been, if I can make you feel something through the lyrics or, you know, have you, yeah, connect with them in some way. Like that's, you know, that's the ultimate kind of compliment. So, Oh, a- absolutely. Which kind of alludes to the fact that you guys got a new song coming out at the end of January, don't you? We do. We do. So hopefully by the, by the time this is out, it would have been announced. No place. Uh, it's featuring Aaron Gillespie from Under Oath. So really happy about that. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But we, I, yeah. So it hasn't come out. Um, we haven't announced it yet, but by the time this is out, it would have been announced. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I can say it. So yeah, he's he's jumped on that with us, which is really exciting. Um, yeah, really proud of this song. It's it's, I think it does everything that we sort of wanted to do with this band. I think at a, you know, I think we sort of hit the different spots we've we've wanted to. Like one of my favorite choruses. I think the breakdowns are like you know it's riffy, almost two steppy type breakdowns. It's angry, it's angsty, and it's very melodic. In like I said, the chorus that I'm really happy with. So. Hope people like it. Um, first single of the year, and it's going to lead into a new EP that we have coming out. So, yeah, it's a big start to the year. That is a big start to the year. Just, just the fact that we're thinking about just from the song, the song, we're thinking about the fact that it's going to ha- feature Aaron from Under Oath, which is a, which is just huge. Also, because every time I see Aaron have a feature on a song, it's all right. This is going to be this is already have some innate like feeling of quality to it because every time you see Aaron feature on a song, it has this piece of just this is good stuff that's behind it. I know I just said that twice, yeah. but yeah, I had yeah. to say it again. Secondly, now the fact that you're talking about the song, I'm thinking, you know, two steps out breakdown. My buddy Shane's gonna go absolutely goo goo gaga over the fact because every time <laughs> I see him in the pit, of course we smack in each other like crazy, but any chance that dude gets a two step, he's gonna do it. But then also thinking, you know, hard hitting, fast paced within a melodic chorus, you get that contrast to work with in there. And if it works out beautifully, people are gonna connect with it overall. But a new EP at some time in 2024. Okay, well, we just I'm, I'm I'm trying to keep my emotions down in right now, but I am fucking excited about this, man. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. Look, we 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 had we spent a lot of last year. I know we I know we released the three singles, um, and then a bunch of you know collabs and covers, and that was that was good. It kept things moving, but yeah, we we spent time writing more songs, and we've got stuff in the works around that. So we 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 thought, why not just you know, no point waiting, no point sitting on it. We want to give give music to people. We think we have a good system in place where we can release the songs. And um, yeah, no place is a good is a good place to start. Ironically, with the title, but yeah, good a good way to start the year. I'll, I'll send you the song when when we're off the call, Kevin. You can tell me tell me if you're vibing it. But really proud of these songs, the new EP. I'm like Mare's Nest is on it, for example. Um, it's definitely like a heavier, like a rawer, like more. I think. Uh, emotional kind of yeah it's it's definitely heavier on something like that's quite in my opinion um uh lyrically 
it's my favorite thing we've done. So yeah, really excited. Bring on uh, 2024. All right. Now, now I'm giddy. And I was going to even ask you too, before we close this out, I was like, Oh, what's your plans for 2024? But now we've got a new EP in the works. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm just excited about that already. So. Woo! Yeah. It's going to be good, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And um, yeah, it was, it was a big year last year. Like, and I think once, like we spoke about earlier to kind of close the loop on it, but like with Blue Ridge not working out, the positive was, and we said it at the time, and we weren't just we weren't just bullshitting. We genuinely meant it. We were like, "Fuck it, let's go back to the studio and like write some more songs. Let's use this and zag, and then we can have more music for people as a result of that." You know, and that's that's. I mean, I was really happy with how that ended up in the end. I I mean, again, blessing in disguise probably was something like that where yeah, you didn't get to come play over here in the U.S., but maybe this whole entire EP and the money that you guys were able to save from not having to be able to come over from the U.S. Maybe it was worth it. Maybe you guys were able to put something even greater together and even take the emotions of that disappointment, maybe put it into a song too, and then just absolutely let it rip. It's a good plan. I like it. I'm about it. All <laughs> it right. works. I, I got one more question for you, Tom. You ready for it? Yes, sir. It has been a question I've been asking since literally I did a podcast the on that Thursday of Blue Ridge from the Airbnb I was staying in. And this is the first time I've ever asked this question. It's become a continuous thing ever since. So the fact that I ask it to you is kind of weird, but not at the same time. It's also really cool, but <laughs> it's a way for us to get to know about more new music and for you to also let us know about some more new music. So can you give me three bands or three artists that you would love to see more people get behind? It could be bands in rock and metal. It could be other artists that you just are absolutely enjoying. But I just want to get some suggestions of bands that you're absolutely loving right now that you'd love to see more people get behind. You know, I think I'll, I'll shout out some bands from my hometown because I feel like Perth gets overlooked. And I'm not, I'm far from a like going to as many shows here as I should. But I will shout out some of my favorite bands from Perth. So, First band I'll shout out. Um, we played with them at their EP launch a couple of weeks ago. Um, Our Demise. They're like a really sick deathcore act. They put out their EP, like I said, in December, killing it. Love what they're doing. If you like heavy, heavy stuff, you should definitely check it out. Um, Primrose Path. They're like a really cool, uh, I, I don't want to say female fronted, but the front woman, Lindsay, who fronts them, has an incredible voice, like really unique. Like they're like proggy, like metal, awesome, awesome band. They do really, really cool stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of a third band from Perth that I've been listening to. We played uh, with an awesome band um, in Perth when we played with Wind Waker. Uh, her, she's an artist called Rin Rin, and she's she has a band that plays with her, but she's just like this crazy talented, like, I want to say like post-hardcore, like, you know, pop-core, like really talented, like alternative artists. Um, she's done some touring, a bunch of great shows, she played with like The Plot and You and stuff. So, yeah. Our Demise, Primrose Path, and Rin Rin, three bands from my uh, town of Perth that I'm digging. And um, I'll send you some links. You can chuck them in the episode links too. I'm sure they'll appreciate. Like Perth is always like the sort of, uh, how do you say that, the middle child of Australia. Like we don't get as much love as some of the other states. So um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm absolutely happy you back. took the time to shout out the Perth bands too. Because I, I you never know where it's going to go. But when you said I got to shout out some of the bands from the hometown, just okay. Because you're right. When it comes to Australia... Everyone knows what's going on on the East Coast, but then there's Perth. You guys all the way over on the West side of the country. It's just everyone seems to forget about that, but we're not forgetting about it here. We're mentioning it. We're bringing it up. Not today. 
today. <laughs> well, Tom, once again, oh, yeah. thank you for being on the podcast. And as we bring it to its conclusion, you know, I'd like to give you a chance to say whatever you want to say, plug, we're going to plug, promote, whatever we're going to promote at the end of the episode. So Tom, the floor is yours. So I think firstly, Kevin, I always like to just, yeah, take a second to say, to say thank you um, for what you do. Like I've, I've seen you post about it openly as well. And I think, you know, sharing your journey is really important. Um, gives people an insight into, I mean, a lot of people just think podcasts and like, they just happen was just so far from the truth. Like it's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hours that people don't see. I know that. And I just think people need to appreciate that. So thank you so, so much. Um, just in terms of anything I'd like to say, we, we discussed it, but we've got a new song coming out at the end of Jan, Jan 26, no place. Um, please go check it out. It would just mean so much to us. We're very much trying to have, you know, um, a year we can remember and we just hope that people give our music a chance, see if they like it. Um, and even just to give it a spin would be amazing. So go check it out when it drops. And um, we're really, really hoping to see you in our community. If you're not a part of the page 67 street team, come say hello, come chat with Kevin and I and say what's up and yeah, be a part of it. It's good times. Oh, absolutely. Be a part of it. Well said. Now it's time for this podcast with three things. First things first, new song coming out in the 26th. New EP coming out sometime in 2024 and a community you want to be a part of if you're not a part of already. Trust me, the positivity you get from it is incredible. So here's what you're going to do. Go to script for the podcast where it says find patient 67 online. Links and labels for everything from all their social media accounts and where you can join the street team as well, where you can watch music videos, where you can go find them online, where you can go get some merch, find out where they're playing live. So if you're in the air, you can go check them out live and stream all their music as well. Link trip to the podcast. Everything's down there, linked and labeled. I'm your own personal Google on this, guys. I'm your freaking search engine on this. I take all the work out of it for you. All you can do is click and go and you are set. And yes, join the street team. Be a part of it because we are and we like it. Oh, yeah. Now it's time for number two. I don't know how, I can't remember if this is your third or fourth time on the podcast, Tom, but every time I've been on the podcast, I make a promise of first, whenever I get to see you for the first time, that first round's on me. I think it's ever two or three. I'm at like four now. I might have to bring you a whole case of whatever it is that you want. If it, Even if it's like, oh, a whole case of liquid death on the road, like you're going to see me walking yeah. into the venue just like, I got you, Tom. We got this. You know, you got to come down to uh, you got to come to Australia, Kev. I think that's the, <laughs> you got to plan a little trip <laughs> at this rate. <laughs> at this, at, might at be the, easier. At, at this, or actually, at this rate, what might happen is is you guys might I might plan a trip over to Europe and see you guys play live over there. True. <laughs> then that we're both traveling. We'll, we'll just meet in the, in some weird version of the middle. We'll just do that. <laughs> so, yeah, some incredibly weird version of the middle. We're just going to meet there. That's how it's going to get done. Now it's time for number three. Cannot bring this podcast to a conclusion by saying goodbye. That's way too final. I make you a promise. I always make you that promise, and I've got to make good on it. Plus, I always love having the podcast at least once every single year. So you know this is happening again. Hopefully, the next time we do this, we're both a lot larger in terms of audience, in terms of reach as we are every single year, but let's hope that we both get that like massive blow up by the time we do this again next. Absolutely, man. hundred percent. And yeah, so happy to be a part of it. So happy to spend time chatting and yeah, as always, man, appreciate it. And it's going to be, yeah, here's to a great 2024 for yourself and for everyone listening. Hope it's a great year for you. And I'm really looking forward to sharing it all with you guys. Cheers to it. Cheers to one of the best years so far, a year to remember. So this is not goodbye. This is, I'll see you later.
Well, folks, that's my review of Tom for the band Page 67. Now it's time for Kevin's final thought. This this band and this guy is one, are one of the best bands and one of the best guys I've ever met in music in my entire life. It's because of the positive they continue to bring and the focus on that all the time. Hearing Tom's story about connecting with No Sebastian and Bad Omens, you know, back when Bad Omens released their uh, self-titled record back in like 2016. Now this is before Bad Omens is on tour supporting bring me the horizon arenas and bedrooms is probably gonna be playing arenas later this year they're they're that size now which don't get me wrong is absolutely fantastic even though I still like some of the heavier stuff though but I'm not just kind of the fact that it's fantastic that bad omens is absolutely blown up to just ungodly levels but the positivity of that interaction that Tom had with Noah where a band member of someone that you know you love their music you connected so well you reach out to them and they can connect with you like that and spread that kind of positivity and share with you and be vulnerable. Look at what Page 67 has done with that. It's an inspiration point to what they've been able to do with the street team, with the bases, and create this community where you can come in and you can, if you're struggling, yeah, you can talk about it and there's people there to support you. If you're doing well and you have a massive win, post it there because people are going to gas you up. It's a place where positivity reigns in music and in a world where negativity seems to be what's on uh, what's on the menu every single time. But not not when it comes to page six, seven. They're constantly putting out positivity. They're constantly making it so that this is a place where you can come and you can feel warm, welcome every step of the way. And through the inspirations of the past with Tom, with what has happened. I mean, we all know what's happened over the past five years, all the crap that's gone down, but going to page 67, listening to music, being a part of the street team and being a part of that community, you get positivity coming through every single step of the way. And why would you want anything different like that? Now nah, you wouldn't be a part of it. Go scream to the podcast. It says find page six, seven online links, labels for everything for their social media accounts, YouTube, where you can find them online, get some merch where you can stream all their music, including the brand new song, no place on January 26th and that new EP when it's ready to drop. Also the street team link is down there too. So become part of the street team, become one of the bassists. It's a great idea. Trust me on that. Also go scream to the podcast below where it says, you know, find us online because we're online too. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, hit subscribe right down here. If you're on YouTube, brand new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday and reactions every single Friday, as well as the fact that you can stream these episodes too on like Spotify and Apple podcast, the full episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. Thank you once again, Tom, you are the man. I think I might have to come over to Australia to see you guys play or we'll meet in the middle in Europe somewhere. Then we get to both go on vacation. Yeah. On that note, that's for you guys. Thank you for watching. I'll see you to the Chord Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin, and you guys know how I end every single one. I'm the big, healthy, and hearty. See you.